Aussie Heli Nation version 2.0. I am Justin. This is episode 213. And uh, none of the guys are with us here today except for Dan. Oh Dan, God. say hello, mate. Wow. Have you been practicing that? Oh, yeah. Holy shit. I don't know. I think it sounded good. I'm pretty sure you're going to get a little little grief from somebody. I, you know what? I want to critique. Because after uh, after the Australian bashing that we did last episode, uh, I got a fair number of listeners who had some pointers and some tips and yeah. email. Uh, you know, Josh Hilder, who we originally started giving a hard time on that about, uh, said that he's going to record some phrases. Peter Hawkins, who is a listener, citizen number 89, actually sent us an email with six yeah. recorded phrases. Yeah, I listen. So to I listen to him, Peter, and I'm I I you know. Were hey. you studying the dialect? Were you? Yeah, a little bit. Now you, they're probably going to listen to it and be like, "Dude, that sounds like the cro- a cross between like I don't even know like." Do you want to hear Australian my, uh, and French and drunk and <laughs> asshole whatever? Do you want to hear my British accent? I do. Hello, Gavna, Cheerio. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. British people out there, <laughs> let us know how Dan just did there because uh, I'm I'm thinking that was a little rough. I'm feeling a little bit better about my intro than about your British accent. Oh, I remember back in the version one days, I was on Skype a lot with a lot of guys from the UK, and um, I I would do that just to piss them off, and they would go like. You know, he that that's what he thinks we sound like. <laughs> yep. Yep, exactly. <laughs> well, see, what I'd like to see is I want to see some critiques of our stuff, but I'd like to hear like some English or British or Australian people try to speak the American accent. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Do it. Hell yeah. So Nick is a Star Wars nerd. So, yes, he is. So he's he's uh he's taken he's taken the weekend off to get to get his Star Wars gasm on with his kid, right? That really yep. sounded wrong. Now I, I'll say <laughs> I'm also a Star Wars nerd, but, but you, you know some of us ha- actually have to record the show. Yes, Jesse, who knows what he's doing? He's I don't know. He's probably I don't even want to guess. What, what, what does he do? He's not working. He's not working. He's probably... He said, I got plans. I got plans. Yeah. What does that mean? I think he's building a meth lab. You think so? I think so. That he's shit's like, dangerous, dude. He's like the he's like the poster boy for meth lab because he's like this straight-laced, you know, go to church on Sunday, just got married, just bought a new house. Yep. 
You know, it's Playing like it safe. La- it's like hiding in plain sight. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why he wants that's why he bought the the older RV. He's gonna Walter oh. White that shit. Yeah, I can see it now. True. So anyway, here we are. It's been a. Uh, of course, I wasn't here last week. I was um, tending to a sick cat. And yeah, how's she doing, dude? She's doing better. It, you know, I'm a little. I, I'm I'm happy that she's doing better. Um, but she and I had a little discussion today when I got home from work and little heart to heart, little heart to heart, little come to Jesus moment. Yep. And I think, I don't know if she got the point, but I told her that considering how much she's cost me in the last two weeks, she better start shitting gold right? (laughs) or at least bringing firewood in or something, right? Something. No joke. It can be expensive. I mean, I I get it. I've got cats myself and they're like our little kids. So we, you know, we'll spend money on them as well if it makes sense. Yeah. Well, Uh, but, you know, there's always something in the back of your head. You're you're looking at her. She's walking across the room, you know, maybe laying out in front of the fireplace and you just see her wrapped in dollar bills. Exactly. Right. It's like I'm going to sell your fur because it's worth a lot of money right now. (laughs) To somebody, <laughs> um, but seriously, is she recovering? Well, Everything yeah, so doing a little bit better. Quick, Do we very, know what happened? Yeah, quick rundown. She developed a, you know, I don't call her crooked head because that's just some random name. Mm-hmm. I name my cats um, off of physical traits or some behavior that they exhibit. Right. Asshole, fat cat, um, crooked head. And wait, let, let's do a review on asshole. Is that is that a personality trait or a, a physical that's trait? That's a personality trait. I had another okay. one. Dude, I had another one named Shitty Kitty because when it was a kitten, it would just, the freaking wallpaper would peel like when that thing used the cat box. Oh. So the first time I t- took her to the vet, I was so used to calling her Shitty Kitty that I just, the vet's like, so what's the cat's name? And I just blurted it out. <laughs> <laughs> What was like, the vet's reaction? What? So we shortened it up to SK. So no, anyway, uh, Crooked Ed, she she was a rescue. And of course, a lot of the listeners know the story. She's been around since the beginning of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Used to be a regular visitor before we started getting the the gear to kind of get rid of that those little side noises. But um, she was abused when I when I got her, and she had had some head trauma. And so her head was cocked to one side, hence the name Crooked Head. Well, she'd been living with it for, you know, we assumed for at least five or so years. We're not really sure. We didn't know how old she was. But apparently that injury, as she gets older, is starting to affect her in in a chronic inflammatory process is causing things like spent, uh, temperature spikes and a prone She's more susceptible to infection and oh, ear, ear infection and respiratory infections. Yep. We didn't know this uh, a week ago. They took an x-ray of her skull and she had this really weird abnormality underneath her ear. There's a bone structure called a bulla on a cat, B-U-L-L-A. And it's just kind of an air pocket uh, um, inside of like skull, right? Yep. 
Well, it was not visible. You couldn't see it. And so they weren't sure if it was a cancer because they couldn't see the bone. So then they, they thought, well, <laughs> what about going to WSU? Jesse's old stomping ground, right? To, to they've got the facilities and the, uh, they've got a vet school over there. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Get some advanced imaging. University done. Hospital. So, yeah, I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even ask him how much it was, to be honest with you. I just said, yeah, let's make an appointment right now because this is Crookedhead. So, yep. took her over there and uh, she spent two days, two and a half days there. The only thing I know after that trip is that they're 99.9% sure it isn't cancer because they couldn't retrieve any cancer cells and it didn't look like cancer on the advanced imaging. However, the damage is such that they can't, they weren't able to do an exploratory biopsy when they were going to look for some you know, material to sample. Yep. Because it's so close in proximity that you can't even see a bone barrier between the damage and her skull cavity, her cranium. And if they were to attempt some type of exploratory surgery, there was a high likelihood she wasn't going to survive it because they probably would have right. ended up poking her brain. So long story short, um, she's recovering. The antibiotics are working. Slow recovery. She's still got the feeding tube, and but she's eating on her own and drinking on her own. Is she acting more like a normal cat now? She is. She's like meowing and rubbing up against things. Oh, yeah. And, and for the first time, actually, I think she's feeling better than she's felt in a long, long time because the first for the first time I've seen in months, maybe even a year, uh... I watched her chase the youngest cat and, you know, in a playing action, you know, like playing with the youngest cat yeah, yeah, yeah. around the living room. It wasn't, you know, it was just a quick run back and forth, but I haven't seen her do that in a long, long, long time. Good. So all in all, she's doing well. I still don't have the answers that I was hoping to get, except that she's not showing any signs of distress and she's getting better. So we're just going to roll with it and do what we can and, and uh, all's well that essentially ends well good well i mean i think the key is they didn't find anything cancerous yeah i think it is and she's definitely stronger she's gained almost a half a pound in the last week holy shit this isn't an adult cat dude and she was under six pounds when you brought her to the vet vet. wow she's always been a very skinny cat yeah but six pounds for an adult is pretty yeah she's supposed to be right around eight pounds so anyway, well, good for Crooked Head. I'm glad to hear she's doing better. She's doing better, and I'm finding it hard to. So you guys might hear her at some point because she's literally sitting on my shoulder right now as as we're doing the show. It's not. I can't, can't turn can't her away. Tell anymore. her to go away, man. <laughs> tell her to go away. So I used to. Justin can attest. I used to say shit like, "Go away, or I'm going to skin you." <laughs> Or I'll throw that you in the fireplace. Just a little bit too much now. Yeah, I can't. I can just, just joke with wait, the other cats. Wait like for that. the money eyes to wear off. <laughs> It'll all go back to normal. Don't worry. <laughs> After about three weeks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God damn it, crooked head. <laughs> so that was an exciting uh, few days. We didn't think she was going to make it through the weekend. In fact, on Friday, that's why I wasn't here. The vet called and said, We think you should come get her. Because we're not sure she's going to make it through the night. Right. Um, 
and I know we've been talking a lot about Cricket Head, but one last thing is what we noticed was as soon as we got her home, it, well, it wasn't as soon. It was like the next morning at home, more relaxed, she started to eat. She wouldn't eat at the vet's. Because she was too stressed out, too stressed dude. out. Yep. I mean, just like us, freaking hospitals are anxiety-inducing. All the dogs barking and all the noise, yeah, it just was... Yeah. And she wouldn't eat at WSU either. They were, they were like, oh, are you sure she's eating? I'm like, yes. I actually went down every four hours to feed her because she would eat when right. I showed up. Anyway, that's Crookedhead. Other than that, Sweet. not a lot has been going on. Tell you the truth, just been working. Oh, I got a new you got, car. Got a, I got you a, got a new car. Well, not a new car, a new used car. 2013 uh, Hyundai. Okay. GT. And does it fit Helis? Dude, I, I'm actually very proud of this purchase because it wasn't impulse at all. I had been researching cars for over a month. Mm-hmm. Had it narrowed down to two cars, a Camry or a Hyundai. And out of the Hyundais, there were two models. And out of the, of course, just the Camry in the Toyota. Yep. I had it narrowed down between a Sonata, which is a sedan, more expensive, and a GT, which is a hatchback uh, version oh, of the Oh, tell me you got the hatchback. I got the hatchback. Nice. And there's a little something sitting inside of the hatchback as we speak. Oh, really? A very Do large tell. box. Could that box be heli related? It is heli related. Oh, okay. What is it, dude? <laughs> this is obviously a goblin. What? Gob- it's a what? Is the goblin? Goblin? A goblin? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> what do you mean? There's a goblin? There's a goblin gasser in the back of my car. Oh hell yeah, dude! Yes. So <laughs> you pulled the trigger. I did. I did. I got, oh, geez. All right. Oh, this is, okay. This is awesome. Come on. I want all the details. So a listener that you know, I think you know Matt, right? Matt Hall? Which which Matt? Matt Hall? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, of course, he's been listening and uh, hearing me talk about the uh, gasser. And, of course, I was going to do the the E700 conversion. Right. And he called me and he's like, hey, man, I've got a Goblin 700 that's got a brand new motor, pipe, servos, battery. It's ready. I mean, it's brand new canopy. Brand never fly. Find and fly. Never, never have to drop a fuel run through it. Oh, it's like, it's basically new in box, but built? But built. Or is, okay. Yeah, it, well, you know, it's. It's got the tail, is you know, like you would when you pack it, but it's oh yeah 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 yeah. And he says, "What do you think, man?" And I said, "Well, you know, you know, it's a goblin, and I don't know if I can do that." But then he made oh, me an offer. Dan. Oh, 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 Dan. So, yeah, I'm excited. You own a goblin, my friend. That's freaking awesome. I'm excited. I own two what? goblins, Justin. What do you mean you own two goblins? I bought. A second Goblin Gasser competition. <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah. Matt, Matt had two of them? No, 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 no. I got in touch with our good friend, Carrie Shirley. 
Aha. And I'm talking okay. to Carrie about the uh, the 700, the E700 conversion, right? Yep. That, that was kind of the plan. And I was talking also with Doug Darby as well. And yep. of course, Doug's a big fan of the guy. Go- oh, the he's a conversion. huge, huge gas guy. Yeah, yeah. And so, I the next thing you know, <laughs> I've talked with Gary. The next thing you know, there's an invoice in my inbox. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Was <laughs> this before or after you bought mats? This was actually damn near simultaneous. So you're like hooking up two deals at the same freaking time. Yeah, pretty much. And you were conscious. Yes, I was you conscious. You were of sound I, I, mind. I wasn't, uh, what, what was that? Uh, SO. Shopping while stoned. Right. No, no influence of uh Okay, completely narcotics. sober. Yeah, no, no legal right prescription mind. narcotics before anyone gets, you know, a little crazy there. Dude. Yeah. So I went ahead Holy and. Um, crap. I, you know. <laughs> I got uh from Carrie a complete kit, motor, pipe, servos, BK servos, um uh, starter uh you know, starter shafts or the the yep. top end starter stuff and the clutches and I yeah, well the next thing you know I've got it and it'll be here I he had to ship it in three boxes. Damn. Um, and there was a bit of an issue with one of the boxes. He just shipped that out today. The other two boxes will be here next Tuesday. So that'll ha- that'll be like the kit and the motor. Hang on a second. Merry Christmas to you, dude. <laughs> a line, goblin, and even those that shall not be named. These are just a few of the brands that are carried by Ken over at Lower Heli. With his ever-increasing inventory, Lower Heli really is becoming a one-stop shop. The best part, though, is a great customer service and the ultra-fast shipping. So no matter what coast you fly on, you can be sure that you will get your parts fast. Order now at LowerHeli.com. So what 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 kind of motors do we have? What does mats come with? Uh, the Toxic Al. Okay, Special which edition. one? Special edition. So that's the is that the two ninety or the three hundred? It is the three hundred. Okay, and then what pipe? Uh, he has the RJX pipe on it. Okay, all right. Those Dude. my experience has been those are about fifty fifty, but for the price you can't beat them. Yeah, and the it's pipes either never even fly been, great dude. or it's going to melt the back end off. The pipes never even been attached to the motor. Okay, <laughs> so uh, and then of course then, I got the uh, TRM pipe in the special edition Toxical, um, you know, uh, three hundred for the carry one for the for the competition. Yes. So are they both competitions, or is Matt's the Matt's, original? Matt's the original. Okay. Yeah, so I'll be able to compare the two. And then, um, here's the deal. I know, Justin, uh, you asked me earlier before we started what color the canopy is, because that's usually the first question you ask anybody when they tell you, you bought a heli- they bought a helicopter. Oh, hell yeah. I have no idea. What do you mean? I don't. Carrie did not tell you what color the canopy he, is? I just told him to send me what he has in stock. How's that? Sweet. 
damn, dude, you are all in. You don't even give a crap. I don't. I figured if I don't like it, I can just get another one. But I don't really, I don't really get, I don't know, too wrapped up in the canopy stuff. I do like specific colors. Chances are this won't be those specific colors because there's not many goblins unless you go very custom that have, like your 700, your 770. Yep. I like those colors. Well, so the three, there are only three canopies available. It's a green, yellow, and black. It's a red, yellow, and black, or a blue, yellow, and black. I've got the blue one, and I got the red one. I thought you Which had a real orangey like? one. Maybe that's the 700 you used to have. Well, I mean, like the, the one red, you bought from depending Ken on at Snohomish, like two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that is the original 700 Goblin. Wasn't there and a lot of orange in it? It's very orange. I in like fact, that. I'd be surprised uh, if that's not what you have on Matt's kit. It's not. Or I got you, the blue one on Matt's. Ah, uh, okay, in. okay. Because well, of course, dude, you can you can get. That's the nice thing is now that you got the kits, you can mix and match whatever canopies you want. Yeah, I actually opened the box and fondled all the parts. Of course, that's fun, right? Oh hell yeah! And the canopy has never even been put on. It's still in the original box. Damn. Uh, and I took. But the, he he built it all up. Yeah, he built it so up. The it's servos got the motors are mounted. In it. servo. It's like wired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I took the I took the main body out of the box, dude. And there's like no, there's not even any lint on this thing, right? There's no dust. It's like it was built yesterday. Damn. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. And here's a cool part. I haven't paid him yet. <laughs> oh, holy shit. Holy wow, kidding. No, I, I, I mean, I'm not kidding about not paying him, but I, I mean, I, I you there's do a story behind that, him. but I don't need to share with everybody. But I, trust me, Matt, I will get you. <laughs> this is It's a real lame excuse. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for checks to come in. That I ordered from my checking account. Ah, okay. I mean, I, I actually called the bank today because I was surprised that I hadn't got them yet. They said they'll be. Do here people the next use day. checks anymore? Are you talking like the paper variety? Yeah, I, I do all the time. Wow. We were going to do PayPal, but he's like, eh, you know, he says, you're good for it. And I'm like, sucker. <laughs> so I was surprised. You don't know like, damn that well. <laughs> I think he figures that I got too much writing on it to to screw him out of something like that, which I would never, never do in a million years. So I will get that squared away as soon as I get those checks in. It should be this probably Monday. But anyway. Wow, man. That is, that's just groundbreaking. That's fantastic. <sighs> There's more. There's more, Justin. Oh, no. It's come, it's time for Dan to come clean a little bit. <laughs> okay, I I don't even know what to expect at this point because we just got done discussing you buying two goblins. <sighs> I uh Yeah. I bought a V control. What? <laughs> Oh, you, now you're just fucking with me. Did you seriously buy a V-Control, dude? <laughs> yep. <laughs> no. Yes, I did. No. 
What happened? This story was going wonderful <laughs> until now. <laughs> yeah, dude, I uh I did, I swear to God. In four what Neos. The hell is going and how many Neos? Four. Who are you and what did you do with Dan? Well, this is this is this is fucked up. <laughs> Nick got to me. What can I say? Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude, hold on a second. Do you realize that you can never, ever again give people shit about anything on this show? <laughs> Because you have well, talked that both the goblin and the V control down so much, and now you own them. Here's the deal. I mean, what do you have? Any other helis? Uh, yeah, I've got the I'm got the Forza and the Align. Okay, you're gonna keep those. Yeah, that's what okay. I need for all right. So you're not. I mean, I've got two goblins, so I guess that makes us fanboys together. Well, but the V control. What what's going through so your head here? You got to take me okay. through. The well, first process. of all, it's very I think uh, serendipitous. Do you like that word, serendipitous? Yeah, that isn't Nick, that like uh, England's favorite word? Yeah, it's uh, that Nick and Jesse aren't here to hear that. I mean, I know that I'm going to get it. Do I, they know, or are we going to surprise them next time? <sighs> I think Nick knows. Okay, I think he knows. Uh, we could still get Jesse. Yeah, I'm not sure if Jesse knows. Unless, I think Nick suspects. Let's put it that way. Okay. I can't confirm that he knows for sure, but I think he suspects. So, it's exciting stuff. Okay, so why did I do it? Yeah, why? Um, there's really no good. I don't have a rational explanation. Um, it's just something, Did you want back up? Anything, anything for you. As long as you start shitting gold, we'll be good. <laughs> um, yeah. after all the gold you just <laughs> threw out the window, dude. So why did I do it? I don't, you know, I flew one, I flew Carl's right. And I kind of yeah. liked the way it felt. I was very impressed with how easy it was to buddy box. Yeah. And. It just it just felt like I needed to try it. Right? Okay, that's fair. I'm hoping that I like it. <laughs> I hope so too, dude. I can't imagine that I won't. Uh I'm still keeping the cuz I still have a couple older helicopters that I'm going to keep on the Futaba. Well, why did you do why did you buy four Neos then? Because I want to I want to go I want to go all out and I want to commit to it for the next season. And that Even means if you don't like it. What's that? Even if you don't like it? I'm going <clears> to <throat> I am going to force myself to use it all season next year. Okay? Because I'm pretty sure I'm not going to like it at first cuz I never like anything new at first. You know how I am. Oh yeah, yeah. When it comes to that shit. I mean, I'll you be bitching and cussing and why did I do oh, yeah. this? But then when you get, I mean, I was that way with every fly barless uh, unit I ever tried until I got comfortable with how it, you know, 
worked and how you program it and how to tune it and all that good shit. And I was pretty, you know, I'm pretty comfortable with the icon and I, you know, it, it's a good unit. But I gave, it took me a long time to warm up to it. I loved the Skookum when I first tried it and I yep. I flew it for quite a long time. Uh, same thing with the uh, Beast X. I, did, I hated that at first. So I'm going to go all season with it. And um, we'll see if I keep it. Wow, dude, that is. We should have saved that shit for the news. Well, here's here's the deal. You know, I've I've been uh, kind of in this really weird limbo state. Um, I've been wanting to try new things, and you know, it all comes down to your job, right? And things have been happening at work that are very positive and have given me given me the confidence because I make pretty good money. Um, yeah. But I've been very reluctant to try or, you know, get really buy anything new because I there when you do a startup, there's just no guarantee that two months down the line you're gonna have a job. Oh yeah. Well absolutely. Those, it could crumble at any minute. Right. And so those concerns are going away. And I just was like, you know, it's been a long time, Dan, since you've really just bought something. Just gone all out, treated yourself. Exactly. And I was like, I knew I wanted, I've been talking about getting into the gassers for months since the middle of the summer. I mean, the gasser, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, when I take a step back, I'm a little surprised that you went with two goblins. But frankly, if it were me in your shoes, I would have done the same thing because they are the best conversions out there right now. And although I would really have liked to hear what you had to say about the E700, because that's kind of. That's pretty damn unique. It is. It is. And and I may try that yet um, because I do have, I may find that two goblin gassers just doesn't mean anything to me. Right. right. And now I have all the, everything I need other than the actual conversion, which isn't that expensive. Yeah. You just swap out the kit. Just swap ones. it out. Right. I, I was not planning on getting two goblins, but when a deal like that comes your way, I mean, I really felt like I had to jump on it for Matt's gasser. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the deal is, but I bet it's pretty badass. It was a good deal. It was a really good deal. And, of course, that's between me and Matt. And, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, it was just a deal that I couldn't refuse. In fact, <laughs> I feel almost a little guilty uh, because it is such a good deal. But, um, I'm, I, dude, I'm really excited about it. And I think that um, I'm not, it's going to be a long time living in this, this one down, especially the V control, right? Yep. But, but you know what, dude, that's, that's kind of like what we do here. I mean, we brought it up, we brought it up uh, last week with Nick. We had a couple of listener quotes. I don't know if you heard, but. Uh, we gave away a hat to people, a uh, random person on Facebook that put up their favorite quotes. And one of the quotes was from Nick. And it's like, you're actually, there were two good ones. One of them was like, at no time ever, bef- uh, without leaving the podcast, will I be sponsored by another airframe company? <laughs> I saw that. Right. And then the other one was like, yeah, the goblins are okay, but I don't really like the look. They're just not my style. 
Yep. Right. And yep. and Nick was right. Like he ate his words. So that's OK. I mean, I think all of us have done that at one point or another, and that's what makes it real. But man, what a what a freaking week, dude. It's been a big week. And um, oh, I, did, I had to buy a few accessories as well, as you do when you get new helicopters. Right? Oh, yeah, of course. What'd you get? I um, bought a Jersey modeler gas can. Oh hell yes! I have. That's one. what I've. I still have one. Yeah, I've. I've got one that's gutted. I mean, I've just. I. It's got twenty percent fuel in there from like five years ago. Um, and it's a gas. It's a. I actually, it's a gas can that I put. Um, uh, I took the Tyvek. It's Tyvek, right? No, it's yeah. Uh, I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah I took I that off right. and I put the. Um, the uh, uh shit <laughs> brain fart the the nitro gas line shit i can't think of it what's it called silicone silicone yes i took that off or i have that on there now and and then of course i just was like every time i needed a little piece i would chop it off that so it's just been sitting there and it's just a hand pump i bought one of the fancy electric ones the two and a half gallons you just bought one now that that's you said you i mean you got the electric as the new Jersey modeler. Yeah, setup. that's the one. Okay, that, that's the one that's. Coming. Yeah, I only ever had the hand pump, but dude, I can send you mine if you want. No, I already got one coming in, dude. Okay, it's, well, you it, can have a backup. It's I already won't be doing gas anytime soon. And I, I, you know, I've been thinking about what I'm going to run, and I've decided against the colon fuel. And I was talking to Doug Darby, and I don't know. I, I have no reason to doubt Doug's word on this. Maybe you can confirm. The colon fuel only runs 55 octane. Yeah, that's right. So you gas gives you a little better punch, right? See, I didn't notice it. That said, I didn't play around with the differences as much as others might have. But when I've talked to Carrie, it's been a six, one half dozen, the other sort of a thing. You know, uh-huh. gas is cheaper, but it smells a little bit more. If you're one of those people that store the helis in the house, you may be more sensitive to that. That doesn't seem to be an issue for you. Coleman's more expensive, but it's not smelly. You know, I don't know. I went with the Coleman because I didn't want it to smell like a freaking lawnmower. Well, what I Doug wants me to try, and I think I might, is the VP uh, Powermaster premixed fuel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, They sell it in 25 to 1 and 40 to 1, which mixed evenly gives you 31 to one which is right about perfect yeah and that's what he does and he buys it in quartz because then Mm -hmm. you don't have to pay the hazmat right yep and so he gave me the contact information i haven't had a chance to call him but i'm thinking i might try that because it's he what he likes about it is the mix is perfect and it's consistent and not to say that you you know yeah it's not hard to get a consistent mix but it's just one less thing to to dick with Right. I've been hearing a lot of good stuff about the VP, the VP. And fuel. dude, it's not, I mean, yes, it's more than I would pay if I went to the pump, but it's still not, it's cheaper than Coleman. Yep. And I don't know, it just, I don't know, in quart bottles, that just sounds appealing to me. No, right? and it's easy to mix. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I'll he said the nice thing about how that, it goes. another thing too is down the line, let's say for some weird reason i end up with like a 570 gasser (laughs) 
a 570 gasser? Do they are they doing that? I don't know. I uh, thought it was I, a 570 nitro. I'm 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 not going to confirm nor deny because I've not been given okay. permission. Okay. Uh, to say one way or the other. However, um, if said monster does exist, the motor that it that it runs on runs on um, twenty five to one. Which means now you've, if you buy it in quarts, now you have both, you know, you mix a quart of one and the other for your big ones. And now you have quarts of the right mix for the other one. Right. All in the same box, essentially. So, yeah, I don't know. Just kind of looking down the line. We'll see what happens. I'm going to keep the Forza for sure because I need a good electric and can never really get away from nitro. Did you get rid of the E700? No, I still have it. Are you going to keep it or are you selling it to recoup? I am undecided on that. I think okay. I'm going to keep it. We'll see how the winter goes. And I don't I don't plan to rush these builds, although the one is essentially Matt's is essentially built. Um because I, I just don't want to rush into it. I, I would like to see that maybe I would like to be able to start flying them around mid January. Right. Okay. So you got, you know, about, about a month, about a month. And I, I, you know, I can see that happening. I'm going to, cause right about that time, my trailer will be showing up. So I'll oh, be able shit, to go. Dude, I forgot. Damn. You are rolling deep, Dan. I know. I, I, well, I, you were. You were rolling deep. That's right. That's right. So I will be able to move into that. I am in the meantime. Um, I'm going to keep my, you know, the whole reason behind getting a little bit bigger of a trailer was the scooter. Yeah. Well, I'm not really using the scooter as much anymore. Um, you know, I'm able to get around a lot better and I kind of think the scooter is good when I absolutely need it. Something the fact is I have to sit down when I fly because of my back. I can't look up in the sky. Right. That being said, I don't need to take the scooter with me everywhere I go. So I'm going to leave the scooter at work and bring the trailer down here. Uh, without the scooter, I got room so I could actually start working on that stuff. Sooner, if I so chose. To. Nice. Which I might. I haven't decided. Without freezing to death, because the new, the new uh, trailer will have a heater in it. Forced air. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In the meantime, I have brought two fold-up tables into the living room. Yep. And when we get done here tonight, I'm going to go get that helicopter. And just kind of fondle, take all, I didn't unpack everything, just part of it. And I might actually put it, semi put it together tonight, depending upon how tired I am. But, nice. you know, I still Good have to man. wait for, there's a lot of things that I need for it yet. I, well, not a lot of things, but I need the B-Control and the uh, Neo for it to set anything up. When's that supposed to be coming in the mail? I don't know because I guess they're backordered on Neos right now. Ah, uh, okay. So it might be a while. Well, good. So, I mean, that will, whether you want to or not, that'll force you to kind of extend the build out. Yeah. Which is nice because since it's a new model, you can actually get acquainted with it.
When building a new helicopter, it is a relief to know that I don't need to worry about what brand of servos I'm going to use. Now that I have hundreds of flights on multiple sets of BK servos, I have no problem running them on any heli and recommending them to anyone. For me, they bring everything to the table that I need in a set of servos. Strength, speed, cost, and of course, looks. With the sexy machined aluminum cases and affordable gear sets, I definitely know which servos are going on my next heli. Check them out at bkservo.com. And uh, now I just need to kind of settle on some blades. I do have some uh, uh, SAB blades that, that Matt sent me. Um, and of course, I think, I'm pretty sure that the kit that I bought from Kerry will include some SA bleeds, it, SAB it blades should. as well. Yeah. It should. I'm not sure you're going to like them, but... I've flown the smaller ones, and I didn't like them. On the 500, I flew them, and I didn't care for them. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll try some switch blades. Yeah, Matt? I was going to say, go with switch or rail. Those are yeah. probably your two best bets. That's what I fly on the Nitro and the Compass 700s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been been a crazy few weeks. Uh, some of this stuff has been in the works for quite some time. Uh, and the just the decision to drop, I mean, that's a lot of cash, right? Oh, hell yeah, it is, dude. <laughs> and to, to commit to that was tough uh, decision. But I just, man, I just... Uh, I just really want to try something different and new. So I think it's awesome. I think it's going to revitalize you and get you back in the game and feeling excited about it. Now, hopefully the winter goes away soon or at least is mild enough. You know, it's sort been, of in the January time frame to get you back up in the air. Yeah. You know, we had a cold spell um, for a few weeks and typically we always do. Uh, but I got to tell you, I mean, we got a lot of snow. Oh, speaking of which, um, so I show up in Pullman. Have you ever been to Pullman? Yes. And you know how hilly it is? Yes. I mean, it's a hilly town, right? Yep. Yep. It was beautiful until Wednesday morning. I, I mean, I went to, I got, I don't know, I went to bed at about 11 o'clock on Tuesday night and it was nice out. It was 38-ish degrees. Yep. I woke up and there was like 10 inches of snow. Oh. My hotel was... Two and a half miles away from the university, it took me an hour and 15 minutes. Dude, I decided to go yep, around. Yep. <laughs> I decided to go a, kind of around, kind of around town to get to the university, right? Um, instead of going right, there's a road that goes, uh, Bishop Avenue, I think it's called, goes right down through. And um, it's, there's these side streets that are very steep on this main street. And, Cars were just literally barreling through wheels, not turning at 30 miles an hour, just the whole shit, <laughs> you know, sliding through lights and stuff. There was a 18 wheeler that tried to go up one of these hills and he started sliding backwards and he got all cracked, cramped up between a building and a, and a light pole. Uh, so anyway, the roads were shitty and we did get snow here, but tonight it was 38 degrees and raining and the snow's going away. And what I was getting at with that long ass story was this has been a very mild winter and it's supposed to continue to be pretty mild. 
I mean, dude, I can go fly in 38 degree weather. That's not a problem. Because it's not, if there's no wind, that's, that's easy. So yeah, I think I can do that. Get some flying in. So that, uh, that about sums up my crazy last couple weeks. Dude, that is, <laughs> that is probably the craziest set of weeks we've heard here in a long time. Especially for me. I'm, I'm bummed that Jesse and Nick weren't here to hear all of that. But I am really looking forward to their responses on the next show. Oh my god, dude! I may get. I may. I think I'm not feeling good next Friday. I can feel. Yeah, it. you're probably not going to be here, right? Do, you know what, dude? It doesn't make a difference whether you're here or not. That shit's going to be talked about. I think the V control is probably the biggest surprise of all to people. To be honest, yeah, with you. I, I agree. I agree completely. I think that's exactly what it is. But a lot of people, I don't know. I I, I think there's going to be a lot of people are kind of like, eh, it doesn't really surprise me. You know what I mean? It's like, eh. He's been intentionally building that up. I swear to God, I was totally against it. Uh, it's just after I flew it at um, our fun fly and, you know, of course, Nick talking about how he just loves everything about it. Yep. You know, you start hearing that stuff and you start to get brainwashed and pretty soon you start to think, God, well, maybe I should try it. And when you're telling yourself that over the course of two months, three months, you know, if you're not set, kind of like you are already set in a system, you know, it's bound to take its effect. I, you know, I, I, I'm giving you a hard time, but I think it does make sense. Uh, You're, you're, you've never been the one to want to mess around a lot with fly barless systems. You'd much rather just kind of get it set up, get it flying the way you like it, and, and leave, leave it, it alone. Yep. And, I mean, I don't think anyone can argue that V-Bar is an awesome system for that. And it's not like you're out flying planks or other shit. And if you did want to, you've got your Futaba or your JRs from work. So, yeah, I, I think it makes sense. Plus, you can get help from Jesse and Nick. That's the that's the that's that's one of the big Cause he's gonna have to help me like get all that shit registered. I hear that stuff is a pain in the ass. Oh, getting the getting the system and the software all yes, registered and stuff. Yes, yes, yes. So I'm gonna get the uh, just so people know, I'm gonna get the pro with the recovery software as well. The bailout. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I can't wait to hear how you like that because I don't, I don't think Jesse or Nick have the bailout yet. Yeah, I'm not sure and. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna just uh, I'm gonna kind of I, I actually Nick he doesn't really know this yet, but um, I'm basically just gonna make him set everything up for me. There you go. Yeah, S- just send it to his place. Exactly. Dude. Make sure it gets there like the day before Christmas. Exactly. Set these set these up. Get them like, ready. Hey, to I go know you're me. not doing anything on the 25th, dude. So. Uh, <laughs> Just make sure you have it back here by New Year's Eve. Exactly. And we'll be ready to go. (laughs) Rev Electrics USA. They have a great selection of battery chargers and battery management systems to include charging adapters and power supply selection. They have LiPo batteries and flight stabilization systems as well. 
They also have a wide variety of accessories and RC hobby sports gear, too. Log on to www.usastore.revelectrics.com to find out more. That's R-E-V-O-L-E-C-T-R-I-X.com. So anyway, that was a pretty long, uh, you know, intro to what I've been doing. How about you, That's man? Okay. You been doing anything fun? Yeah, I have been. I don't think any of it compares to what the hell you've been up to. But, you know, I, I've been working on the NX-7. I originally started it out last weekend. And, uh, you know, I it was going really well. It still is. It hasn't gone bad. But. I, I got started on it, and like every kit, you're kind of like, oh, dude, I'm going to get this done, and I'm going to get it made in tomorrow or whatever, and, uh, you know, little things here or there that are reminding me, hey, you're back into nitro, buddy. You got to take your time and think this through. You can't, like we always say, you can't throw the kit up in the air, and it's going <laughs> to land as a flyable heli. Right. So uh, against my more impulsive side, I force myself to go through and balance everything on the drivetrain. So, you know, you got, I, I couldn't find my balancer. I don't know where the hell it went. It's been so long since I've used it. Went out and bought a new magnetic balancer. Uh, did the, you know, the clutch and the clutch bell and the fan and hub and all that sort of thing. And being super anal, of course, I spent like an hour or two just messing with that partially because I was trying to get it really balanced. And then I was just getting nerdy about like, well, how much of a difference can I actually notice? Like what's the resolution of the balancer? So that kind of, I was, I was running fast up until that point. Then I got to that point and I slowed down and spent some time on the balancing. And then from there it was just kind of like, you know what? I'm going to take my time. The kit goes together really easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, haven't run into really any issues. Um, I, I will say that I did get a little overzealous with the balancing on the clutch bell. It balances. It may have an accidental drill hole through one side of it because I was like, I just need one more scrap of aluminum to come out of this. And I know I'm going to nail it perfectly. And it went pop right through the other side. Oh no. (laughs) So that's okay. Uh, that's that's going to freaking drive me nuts just looking at the hole, but I'll replace it here eventually. Um, Other than that, though... So how uh, did it you affect know, your... Did, was it the right amount of aluminum? No. No, a little too much? It was too much. <laughs> yeah, so I was chasing my tail. And, you know, it's okay. It, it, it was one of those things, again, where it was like, oh, crap, yeah, you know what? I forgot about this with nitros. And I've been doing a lot of reading on the forums, and I don't know if it's that the kits have gotten better or we've just got a new generation of Nitro users that haven't been around Nitro a lot. And so they're like, oh, yeah, I just I just threw the whole thing together and didn't even bother balancing it. Well, does it vibrate? Yeah, it vibrates, but it's okay. (laughs) It's a Nitro. It's supposed to vibrate. Um, no. So. No, so I forced myself to balance it. No big deal. Um, but uh, I'm I'm enjoying the build. It's been going together really well. Uh, I kind of stalled out this week because work has just been freaking crazy. Um, 
you know, we're going into some testing here. In fact, I'm probably going to have to work over the holidays doing testing, which is unfortunate, but it kind of is what it is. And so I only got a couple of bits and pieces going uh, during the, the evenings, the weekday evenings. And I got to the electronics portion. And what I like to do is program everything outside of the heli. You know, mm-hmm. you get you get the uh, the fly barless system set up, you get it um, trimmed up to the radio and then get the servos plugged in and centered and you get the horns on there and all the sub trim in and then everything's set. The balls are on there. You just install them in the heli and do the wiring. No big deal. Well, uh, I I went to go and plug everything in. And I'm like, why the hell isn't this responding? Like the Bavarian demon's going, no problem there. The transmitter's on, that looks good. Uh, the servos are making little jittery noises, so they have power, they're, they're alive. Mm-hmm. I spent like two or three hours going back and forth through everything, and the best I can tell is I got a bum receiver. So <sighs> I got to send it back to a spree and get a new freaking receiver. Which was a little surprising because I've never had any issues with the Jetty receivers. But, hey, you know, maybe this one got got a little abused. It does happen. Um, so I, I kind of hit a hit a stall point on the electronics, which means it's not going to get made in this weekend, which was part of my plan. Uh, in fact, I'm not even sure if it'll get made in before Christmas because who knows when uh, the USPS will actually decide to deliver the replacement receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. I, I, okay. So here, here's the thing, Dan, I got to get your take on this. Okay. Uh, okay. Two, three years ago, we're flying nitros and everyone's flying the OMI fuel magnet, right? Right. And everyone thinks that the links mother of all suckers sucks ass. Right. Okay. Fast forward to today. I can't find an OMI fuel magnet. I don't know if they don't exist anymore. The couple of retail stores like Ron Lund who do have them on their inventory show out of stock or back order. Right. Uh, and so I start asking around and a lot of people are using the Lynxes and they seem to say that they've got good luck with them. But Nick and I tried them a couple of years back and always ran lean. It was a big mess. So I talked to a couple of guys uh, that are flying their NX-7s. I said, what are you guys using? I even talked to JC uh, down in Arizona. And they said, dude, I'm using the stock setup. And so it's just a weighted set- clunk, right? It's just a weighted clunk. It's not even a bubble list. Right. It's not even like a metal foam. It is just like a little metal bullet clunk. Yep. That's all and I ever used, they said, it's dude. working perfectly fine, dude. Yep. Um, and I said, now, wait a minute. Even in 3D, where you're throwing it around, you got, you know, the the fuels all over the place and bubbling, bottom of the tank, you're not running lean, you're not having any flame outs. They said, nope, stock setup, never had a problem. Do you want to know what I think makes that possible? Uh, I don't know. It's just my thoughts. But I really think uh, that a helicopter that's designed well, because if you noticed... Let me give you an example. Uh, early in the Kasama days, like the first run that came out, they were having issues with boiling fuel at idle, right? Mm-hmm. 
I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Well, basically, the, there was a design flaw that would cause vibration, resonating vibrations in the fuel tank, which caused the area, the fuel to be get extremely aerated, right? So you would yep. get super foamy. Yes. So in a good design, I think that all these fancy clunks and a line, I think has a good design because I never had to use in a fancy clunk in there. I always just use a weighted clunk. Now, granted, I'm not, I wasn't throwing down. I, you know, I do some inverted stuff, but it's, you know, right. it's not hardcore by any stretch. So I didn't really have to deal with those lean runs, but I never, I mean, I never, I, I did try an OS, uh, bubbleless, uh, yep. had good luck with it. I tried that clunk that you just mentioned once and I can't, what would what, what, you call it? The, 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 the one that would. The links, not the, the mother links. of all suckers. Oh, the fuel magnet. The fuel magnet, the one that deteriorates. Yeah, it's, it's like little foam. Yeah, you right. have to replace it like once a season. I tried those once, dude, and I, I just didn't like that clunk at all. Really? It's not that it wasn't giving me bad performance, just that I felt like it was leaving residue and shit in the tank. Yeah, I've seen that on a couple of mine. I don't think all the foam is created equal, and I remember on a couple of replacements when I'd pull it out, There'd just be sort of like a goopy grime at the bottom of the exactly. tank, like with chunks of stuff. But performance-wise, it never bothered me. Yeah. I, I've so, always just used like the heavy, not, I think the align-weighted clunks are a little light. Um, this one's beefy, dude. Yeah. A nice, it's like heavy a, weighted It's clunk. like a little, it looks like a, almost like a bull, it looks like a metal penis. <laughs> if I'm being, yeah. if I'm being well, What honest. are you using for, for, are you just using regular fuel tubing for your clunk line? Yeah, the uh, the Gowie kit comes with this metal clunk, and it comes with like a thin walled. I think it's like three thirty sec. Not three thirty seconds. It's black, but right? No, it's not haze. It's not. It's always, not the black stuff. I always used haze. The stuff you'd actually have to soak in nitro overnight before you put. It I in. I have haze, and I reserve the right to change it out for this stuff if. Uh, if this doesn't cooperate, but when I was flying nitro before, I actually liked the Sullivan thin walled silicone the best yeah. because it stayed flexible and it didn't swell. The problem I always had with the haze is that you kind of had to like it was a trial and error on length because once, like you said, you soak it in the nitro and it swells and then if it grows too long, then it gets stuck in the corners and I also had a couple of times where it, it swelled up at the nipple and it split. Yeah. I, one thing I always did when I was using the haze is I would always store my helis with a full tank. So the haze was always in nitro. Ah, so it never got dry. Never got dry. Okay. Ever. Okay. Um, yeah. I, you know, thin walled. Uh, regular silicone tubing, I think works probably just as well. I don't know. The haze stuff was kind of expensive as I remember. I still have some. I probably wouldn't use it because it's so old. Yeah. Our hobby shop, my local hobby shop, Galaxy Hobbies has a bunch of it. So I just picked up like a foot or two and, you know, we'll see. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to throw down as hard as some other people, but I've seen JC fly his right. in person right. and he doesn't hold back. He beats the piss out of that thing. And if he's running the stock setup, then I am very encouraged and it's, it's worth at least giving a try. Sure. 
Yeah. So when's so, that yeah, bad boy going to be flying? Do you think? Soon? Well, I, I mean, I hope so. I I gotta wait for this. Uh, well, okay. So I don't have to wait for the receiver because what I decided at the last minute is I'm probably going to steal a receiver from one of my other helis, and I will replace that. Like the 770. Right now, I'm not going to bother flying the 770 because I'm trying to get this thing up and running. So it's going to be breaking, getting it tuned, getting used to it, all of that. So I will steal the receiver off the 770 probably tonight when we're done recording, get it all programmed up and ready to go. And then I think it could be maidened in the next few days. We'll see. Provided the, the rain weather. Is- oh, God, dude. Oh, <laughs> the weather. Yeah. I mean, Nick has been bitching about it. Yeah. And Nick, I think it's hit Nick really hard. I'm getting there, dude. It's rough. Like, it has been yeah. pretty much about four weeks straight of rain. You guys need to get some of those uh, vitamin D lamps. Yeah, or or go to like a freaking tanning salon or so. I don't know, but it's rough. It has been, from what I hear on the news, it has been record-breaking rainfall. All the rivers have been jumping their banks. I mean, we live up on a hill where uh, where my house is, and there are like landslide warnings oh, and all sorts of nasty shit. So I don't know. We'll see if if the weather breaks, then definitely. I mean, I'm I'm absolutely going to get it started. Well, your guys' field yard. must be underwater at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. Like, I'll probably break it in in my front yard, much to my neighbor's dismay. But fuck them because uh, they'll learn to love the smell of nitro. Well, too. you know what the Quakers say? What's that? Fuck the. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, other than that, man, I've been I've been slowly picking my way through the wreckage of the Diablo Speed. Uh, that that's painful. So far, my original estimate of about fifteen hundred seems to be holding true. Uh, I I got in touch with Chuck today at Peak Aircraft to try to get a feel for what my options are on the fuselages. Um, I'm. Is it bad? Trying, Can you repair it? Or do you not want to do that? The fuse? Yeah. I could, but the problem is that when it came down, it kind of bent one of the landing gear. Uh. And then the next thing that hit was the belly, where like right underneath the landing gear where the the front canopy and then the back fuselage join. Right. And it busted out a chunk of that belly. Uh. And with it went one of the... Uh, like the little EC5 caged bullets that hold everything together. And so I could probably repair it and, you know, Add unnecessary get weight. it ready to go. But the bullet alignment, oh, uh, right. you know, GERD uses like a special jig right. that he bonds all of that stuff up in. And I don't think it would ever be the same. Right. So we'll see. I'm going to see if I can get a hold of one of the thinner fuselages miles had a custom thin one that dropped the weight uh on the tail to the point where you didn't have to run nose weight to keep it nose heavy for the balanced world records and that would be helpful in terms of getting more speed out of it so we'll see i'm not in a hurry it's gonna cost a freaking arm and a leg to get back together so i'm just gonna do it piece by piece and still enjoy all the other models that i've got Sounds like a plan to me, man. Yeah. 
other than that, uh, just a little bit of simming, having fun on the sim, getting back to the uh, the old 3D shit, and uh, the pilot proficiency program, doing some of the maneuvers that hopefully I will have an opportunity to get checked off if the weather ever gives up. And uh, other than that, I think just getting ready for the holiday break, man. It'll be nice to kind of just relax and uh, get away from all the shit at work for a bit. <laughs> I've got a, um, I don't know, kind of a funny little side story that I want to talk real quick about. Um, a couple, I guess it was two Sundays ago or last, no, was, I don't know, a couple weeks ago anyway. When I went to get the car, I bought it in Great Falls. Uh, mm-hmm. I found it on Craigslist. Uh, and Ken lives in Great Falls. Mm-hmm. So I got on the phone with him and I'm like, dude, I got a huge favor to ask. And he's like, what do you need, man? I'm like, um, do you feel like taking a drive on Sunday to Missoula? He goes, why? I'm like, well, I need a ride to Great Falls. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he was like, ah, sure. So I, I was like, all right. I know one of his favorite restaurants is in Missoula. It's called Famous Dave's. I think it's yep. a chain. It's a barbecue joint, right? Okay. So, you know how Ken is. He's You don't really take Ken into public, right? Too much. <laughs> yeah. So, we we go into Famous Dave's and, and the waitress comes up to seat us. and She says to Ken, uh, do you want a table or a booth? And he goes, uh, we'll take a booth. And then she starts walking away and he kind of poked her on the shoulder and says, make it a nice romantic one. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm standing there going, are you shitting me? I'm like, oh, Ken, I can't take you anywhere. <laughs> so what did What did she say? She just looked at him, you know, and was like, uh, I don't think she knew what to say. Like she was sizing him up like, okay, hold on. Who's he with? Is is he joking or is he serious? Yeah. Uh, they're both about the same age. Maybe it would work. Oh my gosh. Oh, Ken. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> so, dude, you, you never know what's going to come out exactly. of Ken's mouth. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, I saw probably no fewer than a dozen times at our fun fly in September. He'd get all riled up and new person would be around and he'd say something and the person would be like, whoa, dude, did he did he just say that? And we're all sitting there laughing our asses off because that's Ken. We right. know it. But right. <laughs> yeah, he's a character. I often wonder um, if he must just mortify his daughter when they go out to dinner. Oh, yeah, dude. Yep. <laughs> it's like she must just be, get so embarrassed. But he has a lot of fun. Uh, Ken, thanks a lot for doing that, by the way. That was fantastic. We uh, We had a good time. So, moving right along, I don't know if you have any news, but... I do. Do you have news other than the big news? I do, All right. yes. Why don't we go into that? So, this week's news, okay. guys, brought to you by Superiority.com, Dude Man Larry. As always, if you need any web service, design, what have you, give him a call. He's doing wonders for us. He can do the same for you. When it comes to flybarless systems, there are so many on today's market, it can be very difficult to decide which one is right for you. You really have to look 
past the price and start focusing on other things like customer service, product support, and of course, features and flight capabilities. In my mind, the Spartan Vortex Flybarless system ranks right near the top when it comes to these categories. Their product support and customer service is second to none. They are constantly updating their units to improve the flight performance and bring you more features. So when shopping for your next Flybarless system, visit spartan-rc.com. What you got for news there, dude? Okay, so uh, this is, yeah, it depends on whether you think this stuff is cool or not, but Gropner has come out with a new 3D multi-rotor called the Alpha 300Q Hot. And uh, there was actually, Duncan flew this at OHB, and there are some videos going around uh, on the web about uh, him flying this at OHB. Uh, And basically, this is designed, I guess, kind of like the, um, the, what is it called? Help me out here, Dan. No, no. What what is Bobby's? The Invertix. Right. Invertix 3D. You know, it's a 3D style quadcopter, um, and uh, and it is set up to wait, wait, work. wait, 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 wait. What? You're not talking about a radio, Gropner? This is okay. a actual like machine. You're what are Gropner you talking about? Gropner has come out with a 3D multi rotor. Oh my gosh! I just I heard that word and I just yeah, my mind dude. went straight to radio and I that's all I was thinking about. No, no, 3D, wow. the Alpha 300Q. It says, is a purebred 3D quadrocopter developed for flying 3D. In TikTok's inverted flight loops and many other aerobatic maneuvers, feels the copter is in his own profession. This is, this is clearly a translation. <laughs> this is a happy ending translation. Right. Uh, but uh, it, it, I believe, interfaces directly with the Gropner hot series of radios, right. uh, the 18 and the 24. Uh, they say it can reach 80 to 100 kilometers per hour, which is about 40 to 60 miles an hour with a 3S LiPo. Um, it is built modularly, which means that when you crash it, there are really only a couple of parts that are required. You don't, you know, it's not like you break an arm and you have to replace the entire damn frame, which is kind of cool. Um, I don't know if you're looking at the image, but it's actually got a pretty cool looking aggressive uh, stance to it all carbon fiber uh, comes set up and ready to go in sort of the x style type and it's interesting because i think I, i'm not sure whether they are doing this or not but i would imagine this could work out well for the uh the fpv flying too mm-hmm. i think this guy's a little bit bigger uh let's see no uh, well, bear with me for a second. How how large is it? How big is this thing? Okay, well, if someone knows, let us know. Oh, it's a, I got it. I got it here. 365. So it is a little bit bigger than the FPVs, the 250s and whatnot. But still, I think it could hold its own just having a little bit of fun. So if you are interested in yet another 3D multi-rotor, then uh, Gropner has it for 499 euros, which I think nowadays is about 550 to $600, something like that. Yeah, roughly. 
Okay, next up is we'll, we'll go with the we'll go with the radio news. So Jetty has released new firmware, and this is version 4.0 for all of you DC, DS16, and DS14 owners. Uh, and this brings with it quite a few new features. First of all, um, it updates the uh, radios to be capable of operating up to 24 channels for those people that need that extra eight channels. Uh, I'm not going to be worried too much about that. Uh, it now has a new model type in the new model setup menu for multi-rotors. So it allows you to, and really for people who don't know Jetty, what that basically is, is kind of like the other radios. You choose helicopter or airplane or multi-rotor, and it kind of sets some of the key settings at defaults that make the most sense for that model type. So this one's going to give you uh, uh, functions for the multi-rotor model that gives you camera gimbals, you know, uh, stabilization tuning for the gyro, all that kind of thing. Uh, it also comes with inactive an inactivity alarm. So you can assign an audio file and a time interval for the inactivity warning. And then it will trigger that alarm when the radio has been sitting idle for what you prescribe to be the right amount of time. Uh, it also has... So it's just uh, the alarm that goes off or will it shut itself up? Uh, let's see here... I mean, an alarm's no, fine because that's all you really need. It will not shut itself off. Yeah. It 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 just alarms uh, when it doesn't see any input for however long you decide to tell it. You know, 30 seconds, 10 minutes, whatever. Right. It's also got, um, it's added some new alarms for pre-flight checks, uh, which is kind of cool. So you can set a you've always been able to do this but now you can actually do it with a little bit more complexity and add alarms to it you can set uh your pre-flight check parameter levels and it will send off alarms before you go into your flight mode if things are awry which is kind of neat so it'll tell you you know hey you've got a discharged battery you didn't charge that one you put the wrong one in go try again uh and then it has some new voice outputs. It's got a pilot voice caller for the audio player. So now it will do, uh, you know, you go up there for your aerobatics routines and it will actually uh, call the individual uh, maneuvers that you want to do. At random or in sequence? You can do it in sequence and then you can set it up as like a... Uh, a, a trigger so you can click the button when you're ready for the next one, that sort of a thing. So, uh, and then there are a couple of miscellaneous things that probably aren't necessary to mention some language updates and stuff like that. But if you are a jetty owner, go can you and make check it sound it out. like a phone sex operator. Yeah, dude, you can record your own custom audio files. Like <laughs> I could have you record something i don't know you re record something tell me i'll put it on my radio next week <laughs> and um yeah you record it as a wave file that's kind of cool stick it in there and then you upload it it updates and you go into the menu and you choose where you want to assign that and every time that event occurs or i flip the right switch or whatever i get dan telling me to go fuck myself <laughs> you know it'd be funny i don't 
you could have a chick record something. Uh, so let's say, let me set this up for you. So let's say you go plug, you know, you, you go to get ready to fly and, and for whatever reason you're taking longer than you typically would. Yep. And so you could have a chick record something like, is it in yet? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, you could. Absolutely, dude. In other words, hurry up, dude. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. See what happens when Jesse doesn't show up? Oh, dude, Jesse isn't the moral compass anymore. It's <laughs> Nick. Nick gets all sorts of uncomfortable when we start talking about balls and stuff it. like that. It's great. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, go ahead and update your jetty. I just did it a couple of days ago. Um, it's a pretty big update, so it'll take a little while, uh, to transfer through USB to your SD card, but, uh, well worth it. Definitely well worth it. And there are slight updates to the screen with, uh, different fonts and stuff like that. Okay. So this is the, this is the news of the week news, but not to be mistaken as the real news of the week that we'll talk about soon. This is coming from a thread in the main talk forums on HeliFreak. And it's entitled iCharger 308 Duo Warning. And so I'm not going to read through the entire post, but uh, go ahead and click the link in the show notes and you guys can follow along if you don't already know. But basically, this guy takes us through a story where he uh, is ready to update the firmware on his iCharger 308 Duo. And so he read the manual and he plugged in the, the charger to the PC, downloaded the firmware, got it connected and powered up. And uh, he, he thinks he's, he's ready to go. And then the PC shuts down. So he doesn't know what the hell's going on. He does what we all do, which is, you know, unplug cables and restart and try again. Long story short, it turns out that there is a failure mode in the iCharger uh, because of the way that the USB grounding works, where it sets up a ground loop. And if you don't power the 308 Duo up, with an external battery as opposed to uh, plugging it in, I believe, then you will potentially damage your computer. Oh, my God. So this blew up his motherboard. Oh, my God. Yep. (laughs) Now, here's the rough part, right? So... He goes and does some research, and after the fact, he finds out, oh, crap, the best way to do it is to do it on a laptop, right, a crappy laptop with a battery, because you're not plugged in through the wall, so there's no possibility of getting a ground loop. Um, and so he he sends an email to C, which is the company that does iCharger, mm-hmm. and they say, hello, Jordan, we are sorry to hear that. It is known that our USB is not an isolated USB. You cannot say it is our responsibility for this issue. And you know that the USB of computer is also not isolated. Have a nice day. Best regards. Hello. It is not our product's design problem, but the user problem. Hope you can understand. Thanks. Uh, That probably wasn't the right thing to do. 
Not, not, uh, and of course, after he posted that response, there are just tons of threads saying, well, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be buying that new eye charger for Christmas. So yeah, guys, I, I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that already know about this, and this is just one particularly, uh, a loud individual saying something and rightfully so I'd be pissed too if it blew up my computer. Uh, but if you are going to do a firmware update and you've never done that before on your eye charger, please look into this because that is Dan. I, I mean, if that was me, I don't know what I would do. <sighs> I'd probably have a mental breakdown Yes, and just start, just start breaking shit. Uh, well, you know, I actually do have some news. Okay. Uh, since you actually just reminded me of something since we're talking about shitty customer service. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as, well, I know you know, and a lot of people that I've talked to, we're dealing with at work 3D robotics. Uh, no longer are we dealing with 3D robotics. Let me tell you why. Okay. So... 3D robotics, as a lot of people know, do the APM and the Pickhawk and a few other little um, accessories, you know, GPSs and various sensors and whatnot. And at one point in time, I really think they were a very good company, Uh, small company, kind of leading edge, you know, lots of sales. About eight months ago, Richard Branson out of the UK, Virgin Airlines, we all know who he yep. is, right? Yep. Invested something like 50 or $55 million into this company. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Well, let me give you my experience with this company since that has happened. Now, there is, a, there is an issue with a company growing too fast. A company can grow too fast and just go to hell very quickly. So we have been buying a lot of stuff from them. And they gave us a uh, wholesaler uh, an account. We made okay. a fairly large order uh, with them, and they billed us twice for the same order. This is a substantial order. Wow. Uh, so, of course, our bookkeeper and our uh, the gal in our, in our shop that kind of runs the uh, shipping and receiving and handles a lot of that stuff, have been dealing with this now for about about two months, three months, trying to get this sorted out. Uh, a week ago, uh, our gal there in the shop got 3D Robotics to admit that they did double charges. But immediately after saying that, said they are not going to refund that what? double charge. Right. On what basis? They didn't give us a basis. They just said, sorry, we're not going to give you your money back. Exactly what they said. So no, no further explanation. No further explanation. In fact, the manager, the sales manager has been ducking her calls for about two months because they knew that they had done this. Um, so now we're stuck in this situation is, is it enough money to get a lawyer involved? Well, maybe not. Probably not. But out of principle. Out of principle, it is. Right. So I just, I wanted to relate this story 
because this is a, sh- a shining example of kind of, I don't know, this is what I feel is happening in the multi-rotor world at this point. Cause it's just blow. It's blowing up. Right. Oh and, yeah. And people are not taking customer service seriously. And I'm, I want to encourage, I've never encouraged listeners to not use a specific brand, but I'm going to say, guys, these guys totally ripped us off. 3D robotics. We are no longer using 3D robotics. We've got workarounds. Uh, of course, I can't go into detail because our software engineers are actually doing it all. We're essentially going to be making our own flight controllers from here on out. Um, I, it's just a city, shitty, shitty, what, shitty situation, dude. What is their incentive for doing that? I mean, that... And and the worst part is, and I, I, I don't claim to know what their thought process is, but I can speculate. Uh, do they really think they're that big that it's not even worth their time and money to preserve that that customer relationship? I think that's exactly You know what, what I mean? Is. It's like, well, we could do this, but we have to process it through our finance department and get approval from a so-and-so and blah, 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 blah. You know what? It's going to cost us more money to do that then we're going to lose by just telling you to go screw yourself. Yeah. Well, in the process what they've done is take a fairly large amount of business away cuz we were planning on I mean, things are really starting to take off and I'm I'm telling you right. that we're going to be at a point where we we'll, we could possibly be buying several hundreds of these units a month. Right. Not the case. Not anymore. No. Maybe from someone else. No. We, um, we've we got a solution. It's going to take us a little bit longer to develop it because the guys are going to have to do some coding to make it happen. But it's just a shitty example of what happens when a company just gets a little too big for its britches. Now, these guys used to be really good. I used to know these. Cu- I, mean, I mean, I used to know most of the customer service guys and the tech guys by name. Right. Right. Small company. Right. That just got a large influx of money. And I think one of two things is happening. Either they, they think they're getting too big for their britches or this large influx and they've just totally increased their manufacturing and everything, all aspects of their business at once instead of just growing it kind of organically and letting it happen naturally. And I think they're just in chaos. I think they're just completely in chaos. Man. Yeah. So, yeah, no more 3D robotics. No more Pickhawk. Well, and unfortunately, I'm sure there'll be plenty of people that'll still give them their money. Yeah, it is unfortunate. Because there's too many good options out there. I mean, it's getting... There are so many. If you do some research, you will find some really good options out there. And, and not a lot of money. Oh, yeah. DJI yeah, is true. not one of them. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> anyway, that's my news. This, Good news. This next topic, we're going to go ahead and kind of bust out of the news. Yep. This is still news, but this one might take a while. Do so we want to give news, uh, do we want to? Yeah, I was going to say, give Larry a plug here, and this then we'll week's move news on. was brought to you by Superiority.com. Dude, man, Larry, look him up. He'll do wonders for you. So as we okay. all know, right? Government. Government. Sticking their nose into shit it doesn't belong to, right? Yes, they have. It's um, If you haven't heard about this, you've been living in a box. And I'm guessing that most of our listeners have heard about this, if not all. 
because our listeners don't live in boxes. They pay attention to what's happening in the hobby, right? That's right. But before we go into this, I want to hearken back. I want to reminisce just a little bit to about a little over two years ago, somewhere around episode, I want to say 100, mm-hmm. 98, somewhere in there. Can't remember. Sure. I was going to pull some clips, but I decided that we all know what I was saying, how Malter Odors are going to affect our hobby. It was right when we were trying to get the RC fly thing taken off and it just, we couldn't get interest. Um, I just said, guys, this, if we don't do something collectively, our hobby is going to change forever. Oh, Dan, come on. You're, you're, you're being, you're being ridiculous. Where, where's Doomsday, your tempo? The sky's falling. You're being ridiculous. I could tell you how many emails I got yep. and comments, how I was just, I think we even gave you a little bit of a hard time. Well, it's happened, my friends. Yeah. The FAA now considers anything over 0.55 pounds up to 55 pounds a UAV, whether it's a fixed wing, a multi-rotor, a tricopter, a kite. I don't know if a kite, I might be pushing the limits there. I actually don't think kites are regulated. (laughs) Our helicopters, our precious helicopters. Now... Uh, starting Monday, which I believe is the 21st, right? Yep, that's correct. So when the this show this comes show out. releases. Federal government saying, you're going to need to register yourself as a UAV pilot. One number for every machine you own. Now, now just clarification there. You can begin registering on Monday, right? And there's sort of a grace period where you days. don't have to pay the money. Yeah. But legally, I believe everyone must be registered by, is it February 19th? I don't know the deadline because I'm not going to do it. Okay. Oh, all right. Well, talk to us about that. Why is that the case? So let's, let's start at the beginning. I mean, I'm sure a lot of listeners have kind of gone through a range of emotions when they first heard about this. First of all, First thing I thought was, this is just an internet spoof, right? This is a joke. Well, quickly I learned that this wasn't a joke. Um, my first thought was, I was I was pissed off, not only at the FAA, but the AMA. And I thought to myself, what in the hell are they doing over there? Making paper poppies, right? What are they doing with that money? Yep. 150,000 members paying 65 or well, I don't even remember what I paid last time 55 50, 60 75. bucks yeah dude what are they doing Millions with that of dollars and I thought this this is ridiculous and then I saw what I felt immediately was a very kind of ambiguous response from the FA which was almost a compulsory compliant response from the AMA you from mean. the AMA right right yep yep uh, I saw a couple of Facebook posts requesting that people don't, you know, get too pissy or we're going to block you. We're going to ban you from posting. And I'm thinking to myself, what are you, are you, are you serious? The FAA just essentially put a spear through the hobby and you're saying that we can't react. And I was angry. I was like, what are they doing over there? And I'm thinking to myself, you've got, 
Okay, so you're dealing with the government, and I get that. And you can't, you know, the government, they're crooked bastards to begin with. We all know that, right? So I'm thinking, how incompetent are you, Mr. AMA, that you that couldn't, you couldn't see have this prevented coming. this? Yeah. I mean, you sign, I mean, you, you do a photo op at the AMA Expo last year, or maybe it was two years ago. I don't remember. It was a long time. It was the memorandum of understanding here, shaking yep. hands, right? We're, we're good. We're, we're working together for the future. Right. Don't worry, hobbyists. We've got your back. Well, that quickly, as of the other day when this news started hitting, I'm thinking, what a bunch of bullshit is this? And how incompetent is our AMA leadership that they didn't see this stuff happening? So let me preface all that with what I'm getting at here is, is that's, this is a range of emotions that, that I've gone through. So after, after dealing with that and thinking that and being very pissed off at the AMA and talking with a few people, kind of the reality, you know, the, the situation kind of sinks in. Well, okay. So let's be fair. The AMA in all, in the grand scheme of things, 150,000 people is nothing, right? When it comes to government bureaucracy, that oh, means sure, very sure. little to the government. And I can easily now understand thinking back, uh, you know, considering how angry I was, I was obviously I'm thinking to myself now, this is an overreaction. And I think a lot of people probably went through the same thought process. At first, you're very angry at the AMA and you're wondering, why are you paying your dues? Why are you involved with, a, with an organization that just seemingly rolled over? But the reality, I think, is that they obviously didn't have intentions. This wasn't their intent, right? The AMA did not obviously intend for this to happen. And I, I've kind of decided that I'm cutting them some slack. This is just my perspective. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own thoughts on this. And I'm thinking to myself, well, okay, so yeah, they're dealing with a government organization and, and the government doesn't give a shit. They're going to do what they want to do. And I've said it all along. This has nothing to do with safety. This has everything to do with the government trying to figure out how they can quickly monetize this growing, just absolutely exploding industry. Absolutely, 100% That's agree. all it is. And so the, the AMA, I think, unfortunately, I still feel they're responsible, but not with such an amount of <laughs> vitriol, I guess. I mean, I, I still feel like with competent leadership, that's a strong word, but I'm going to say it, that they, they should have seen this coming in one shape or another, and they should have prepared the membership for this. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think, I, I think the point that you just made being that most people, hopefully most people all along have seen that this is about the government regulating yet another thing for the purposes of generating funds, money, right? As opposed to safety. If they saw that, then, like you said, they could have prepared people. And and that's also, Dan, why ultimately I agree with you for the most part that, uh, I mean, I think maybe they could have done better, maybe they couldn't have, but ultimately I cut them slack because no one stands between the government and money. Exactly. And try as you might, 
your your arguments will fall on deaf ears if it means that they can capitalize on such a rapidly expanding industry. Exactly. And I think, okay, here's where I think the AMA went wrong. Because ultimately, as you just said, nobody is going to stand between the government and money. So what I feel, here, here's what I, okay, in a perfect world, here's what I would have liked to have seen from the AMA. As a, as a paying member of the AMA, what I would have liked to have seen is more consistent updates, you know, and, 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 and truthful updates. Look, this isn't, you know, we're, we're doing everything we can, but I got to, you know, we, I just want to let our membership know that, you know, we're dealing with the government and we're hoping for the best, but let's all get ready for what could potentially happen. And on, yeah. to, on top of that, what I would have liked to have seen, now I did see, um, I think it was yesterday, the AMA did release on their blog talking about an injunction that was filed in 2014. Okay. That's great. I would have liked to have seen more tough, like, Hey guys, this sucks, right? Obviously I'm paraphrasing. They can't, they're they're professionals, right? They're not going to say it like this, but look, we've got the resources. We've, we're going to get a team of lawyers. We're going to do whatever we can. Now I did see today where they did say that they are going to pursue all legal remedies they can. I wanted, I would have, and I think our the membership in general would have been happier with a wait a minute, dudes. This isn't going to stand. We are going to do what we can. We are going to hire who we need to hire. We may even ask you guys to help pitch in on this. And I think a lot of us would say, let's do it. Right. Yep. I, I think that now if, is the time to band together. That's and right. Fight. Here's the deal, guys. We're going to fight this, but we may need help. Yep. So we're going to ask. We're not going to, you know, it's, you, you can pay your regular dues, but if you're so inclined, send an extra 50 bucks. Yep. I think people would have felt less disenfranchised over the last four days. Yeah, I think I agree. Um, I, you know, it's, and it's just getting worse and worse. So, you know, so to kind of recap, where I'm at now and where I've gone through first, it was just, I was pissed off at the AMA and boy, I called Ken and, and, uh, Ken's really up on, on this AMA stuff and he follows all of the FAA AMA stuff. And he's, you know, he's really kind of, um, kind of a voice of reason. And he kind of settled me down and he's like, look, you got to realize what they're, what they're up against. Okay. Well, all right. I see that. So, I've gone from being pissed off at the AMA to being pissed off at the FAA to now being disappointed in the AMA, but still feeling like they need my support and they need all of our support because frankly, they are, whether you like it or not, they are our collective voice at this juncture. Yep. They're the best we've got. So we need to do what we need to do to help them do what they need to do. Now I noticed today they've asked all AMA members to hold off on registering because they're trying to incorporate um, the AMA number as your registration number. But you know, that's not, that's not strong enough for me. First of all, the FAA cannot enforce laws. They can't make laws. They can make rules, but they can't make laws. Now they're saying that this rule is punishable by $250,000 in three years in prison. Yep. What in the hell is wrong with these people? And then you've got... From anyone 13 years 13 old and older. 
So I, I do want to let let's let's spend just a minute, Dan, walking through sort of the top level bullet points of what the rule is that that way, peop, if if there were any listeners that are under a rock, then they'll get a feel for things. So you you kind of you kind of touched on it initially. Uh, FAA is saying that they are now going to enact a web based registration process for owners of small unmanned aircraft and as you mentioned it means everything including our helicopters weighing more than 0.55 pounds and less than 55 pounds or 250 grams to 20 25 kilograms uh, including payloads such as onboard cameras okay so here's the deal starting december 21st you can begin to register and there's a grace period. Uh, they said, oh, well, you know what? It's going to be five bucks to register. But if you act now, you can do it for free. And that's supposed to like entice people because they're going to save five dollars. If you register later than February 19th of 2016, then you will officially be uh, apparently going against the law. Uh they will uh, require anyone 13 years or older to register. A 13-year-old. Okay. Let me, let me interject right here. Yeah, quick. go ahead. Today, maybe you've seen the post. The FAA now says all of those records are going to be made public. Yep. So your 13-year-old will now have be in a publicly accessible database. What kind of bullshit is that? I agree. I, you know what? Screw my 13-year-old. I don't want to be in a publicly exactly. well, that, accessible yeah. database. But the point, uh, I but agree no, completely. I, I hear you. You're right. It's but, even worse when we talk about it with kids. Now we have a database for pedophiles. Yeah. Oh, geez. He's got, that's a whole new, I mean, shit. Registrants will need to provide their name, home address, and email address, it says. It's just, I just don't get this. And then ultralights. No registration. Oh, that one really, yeah. Ultralight aircraft, guys. So it's a full size, right? That's like a dude sitting on like a lawn chair with an engine strapped to it. That could fly uh, several Under a miles. hang glider. And those don't require registration. What is, I, I don't, uh, I guess maybe if ultralight business was booming and they projected 150,000 sales in the next few months, uh, you know, 150,000 units, maybe they would be then, right? Because now there's potential for income here. And here's, you know, here's the thing that, that really kind of irks me is I've been reading a lot of posts that say, come on guys, it's five bucks. Dudes, that's not the point. Not, that is yeah. not the point. It's okay. So it's five bucks for three years now, right? T five times. Let's just say. Let's go with their stats, and, and I can't remember what they said. It was like one point five million. Yep. Okay, <laughs> that's a lot of money, and they're gonna see that, and they're gonna go, "Holy shit!" Well, I think we should raise it to one hundred and fifty bucks next time. Why stop at 150? It's just, it's just ludicrous and it's so frustrating. And I really wish that our AMA leadership 
would be maybe it's the politically correct thing to do and or you know and i'm not i just i can't i don't work that way right i maybe politically it's the right maneuvering to kind of just play nice but at some point you got to stand up and say stop this bullshit right now this this has got to stop well and that's why that's why just you know doing the whole let's roll over and pay the five bucks is a load of shit. It's, it's this, it's typical. You give them an inch, they take a mile. And again, people are going to say, Oh, there's the tin hat again. Yep. But I mean, there are plenty of examples where that has occurred or is occurring. Uh, and you, you've got to be <laughs> now is the time to fight guys. You know, the thing is, here's the here's the deal and it's it's goes i know you've been seeing a lot of uh parallels people are making with gun control laws now no matter i don't whatever your opinion on that is the simple matter of the fact is criminals don't give a shit oh if, yeah if somebody wants to do something shitty with their multi-rotors or their helicopters or their or their fixed wing do you think they care that this shit has to be registered. They don't care about that. The only thing this does is it extorts money out of law abiding citizens who just want to be compliant, right? Because they don't want to be categorized as a criminal now. And for those of us who are thinking that, you know, screw this shit, it's making criminals out of us. It's forcing us. It is because there are going to be a lot of people that will not do this. I'm one of Even- them. Even after seeing that the potential, uh, you know, the potential downfall of getting caught would be between $25,000 and $250,000 of fines. After changing my custom charging case about 12 times now, I've really come to appreciate what the guys at Progressive RC bring to the hobby. With a huge selection of charging accessories such as balance boards, charge leads, connectors, adapters, case fans, and more, you'll be sure to find exactly what you need to make your custom charging system really shine. And if you're not interested in going DIY style, then hit them up for one of their turnkey charging systems. Just choose your options and you'll be charging in no time. Head on over to www.progressiverc.com today and get that spark back into your hobby. Aggressive RC, taking charging to the next level. One thing that we haven't talked about yet, uh, and people would say, well, ah, you got you to gotta mention it. You know, let's talk about, and the, the statute number escapes me, but I believe it's 336. Yeah, this was the FAA Modernization and Reform Act from 2012. Section 336 established a special rule for model aircraft. And the rule prohibited the FAA for producing a rule or regulation regarding a, quote, model aircraft. That means that activities falling outside of the regulatory powers of the FAA are flying a model aircraft strictly for hobby or recreational use if the aircraft is operated in accordance with a community-based set of safety guidelines and within the programming of nationwide community-based organizations. 
there's the proof. There is the proof that this has nothing to do with safety. It is solely because the, what they've done to get around this, their loophole is they've redefined what we are flying. They're telling us now that our helicopters are not model aircraft. So it doesn't apply. They are you they're unmanned aerial systems. That's how that's the loophole that they've created for themselves. How have they redefined that though, Dan? They I they mean, have just said it. They've stated it. It's like it's like the old joke, how many Microsoft engineers does it take to change the light bulb? Uh, zero. They just declare darkness the new standard. Uh, <laughs> I like that one. So that's that's what they're doing. It's just they have just taken it upon themselves to redefine our machines are no longer model aircraft. They are now unmanned aerial systems. Yeah, and I think that's part of why the AMA is so aggravated because the AMA worked with the FAA on that Reform Act of 2012, and they felt like they were in the clear because if you read, I mean, they're being very, uh, they're being very unspecific in that text that I just read, right? Very vague, but a nationwide safety-based community organization is the AMA. Yes, it is. And so, yeah, I mean, if I were the AMA, I would be super pissed because they're now in a, I mean, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. They took all our money. They told us they were fighting for us. It didn't work. We're pissed at them. And the FAA just got them, just made fools of them. Absolutely. And here's the, here's the, I would agree. And here's the hard spot for the AMA. And I actually kind of feel from, for this very point is that when you take people's money and you can't produce results, then you need to be fired. It's just, you're not, I mean, any, anybody out there, if you're, if you're hiring people who cannot produce what you expect them to produce, unless they're like family, you're probably going to fire them, right? Because yep, that's the way personal, the world That's works. the way the world works. That's business. Yep. So in that sense, that's my, that, that's my hard line take on the AMA right now. It's like, okay, they couldn't do it. Let's get rid of them and find somebody who can. Unfortunately, that's just not a reality. But in, at the same time, you've got to be reasonable. I mean, there, you know, it, it, because we don't have another voice, so to speak. Uh, it's so frustrating. So, all right, what do we what do we do going forward? Well, let me talk first about my uh, thoughts on the commercial side versus the hobby side. Now. I have fully expected that commercial use of UAVs were going to be registered. I mean, that was completely acceptable. Yes. And it's a process that we at my job have been preparing for in gathering the documents needed to hand off to our clients so they can go through that process in a streamlined fashion and not have to be hung up in bureaucracy. We're going to figure that process out for them have all the appropriate paperwork ready for them. So all they have to do is 
fill it out and sign it and do whatever they got to do with it. However, however the registration process is going to handle for the commercial side. That's okay with me. I'm perfectly okay with that. Where it's, where I'm not okay with it is now all of a sudden. Okay. So let's give credit where credit is due with the AMA. They've been around longer than the FAA. They have been operating in a safe manner long before the FAA ever was in existence, right? So then the FAA, I don't know if you saw this, Justin, but the FAA gets on their little their web, their web, little uh, Facebook page or a blog or something. I, I don't remember where I found yep. it. Oh, we'd like to welcome the hobby flyers to our NAS. And I'm thinking to myself. The national airspace, I'm yes. I'm thinking to myself, you douchebags. The AMA has been doing this when you guys were sucking at your mom's tit. Yep, exactly. Yeah, dude, the U.S. Transportation Secretary guy, what's his name, Uh, Tony Fox, says, make no mistake, unmanned aircraft enthusiasts are aviators, and with that title comes a great deal of responsibility. Yeah. Registration gives us an opportunity to work with these users to operate their unmanned aircraft safely. See, I'm excited to welcome these new aviators into the culture of safety and responsibility that defines American innovation. That statement ought to piss every one of you people off to no end. That is such a condescending bureaucratic response. These people, oh Jesus, they just... We, let's fire them all. Can we do that? Can we, can we fire these I'm idiots? ready, dude. Uh, it's so frustrating. I, I just what, what do we do, though? Seriously. Right. So AMA said hold off on registration. And I believe, as I, I've read the communication that they sent, the email, and uh, they, it's, a, it's a long one, so it takes a bit to get through. But in short, what I think I'm reading is that they're saying, guys, don't spend any money and don't do any registration because if we're unable to pursue this legally and fight them, which they say at the beginning they're going to try to do, then in the very least, what we'll try to get for you guys is the ability to make use of your current AMA membership as a an alternative or a proxy for the formal FAA registration. So that we don't have to do anything more than we're already doing. And they point out also that part of the rules of being an AMA member is that all of your models must be marked with your name and address and contact info. Is yours? No. I used to do that when I first started. I want to know how many people are. Listeners, get back to us. Give me some texts messages emails if you follow that rule i would like to know uh kind of off topic or not really off topic but i want to just give a tip on a good way to do that especially for the nitro guys now this was a big deal back when i was doing nitro all the time because it was really hard to mark anything and have it stick because of the nitro what you can do is write it in a sharpie and then take a little bit of epoxy and just cover it in epoxy there forever. Ooh, that's a good one. I like it. Yeah. You never have to worry about it. It's there forever until you have to change out canopies. And you can just put it on the inside too. It doesn't have to be on the outside. So it doesn't have to be shown to the world. I'm going to write mine in like uh, ultraviolet sensitive ink. We're like, 
the law enforcement officer can only read it if he has a black light. I want to talk about things that other things that we can do, but I just there's I keep thinking of flaws and a lot of these flaws that I am going to mention are not like unique thoughts that I came up with. This is stuff I've been reading. That just it doesn't feel like the thought. I mean, look, the thought process wasn't there. They were just thinking of how they can capitalize on the increased number of sales for the Christmas season. That's all they're thinking about. Yeah. Right? So let's say, uh, Justin, you you register uh, yours and you get your unique number. Let's say somebody who with less than, um, you know, doesn't have the moral upstanding, good natured person. Right. That doesn't sure. any scruples. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say he gets a hold of your number, whether it's at the field when you have your canopy off and he just happens to look, what's to stop him from doing something with your number. And now there, your number happens to be on a machine that you're not even around. And it ends up in the middle of uh downtown Seattle, uh, causing a four car pileup. I mean, that's just one, you know, flaw. that's actually a really good point. I had not even thought of that because part of this is when you register, you get this number and it's one number for all of your aircraft. Exactly. Right. So I could have 10 aircraft. They won't know when I register because I'm not going to go and register each one individually. And then in the three years between registering and expiration of that sort certificate, I could have bought another 10. And as long as I got my name and my number on there, I'm good to go. So you're right. Someone could be a really D, a big D bag and go and say, oh, I'm going to sneak a look at Dan's. All right, there's Dan's number. Let me write his name down. We all know Dan Reed. Now I'm going to stick that on a phantom and drive it into the side of an office building. And all of a sudden you are in on the deep hook. shit, buddy. The, the men in black suits are knocking on your door wanting that's some answers. That's right. That's right. And, you know, and it's when it comes right down to government stuff, all it takes is an accusation and your life could be ruined. And how do you prove that's not you? Right. That's just one of many. And I'm sure our listeners have thought of all kinds of flaws. And I just it's it's dumbfounding. And before I talk about what else I think we could do, I want to just make sure I clear up one one aspect of what I've been saying today, because I don't want although I've been sounding pretty hard on the EMA. I, I'm just trying to relate and and kind of give listeners kind of an example of the emotions and thoughts that I've been going through over this whole thing and with the understanding that, yeah, I was pissed at the AMA and I still feel like maybe they could have done more. Um, but that doesn't mean that we should stop supporting them because, as I mentioned, they are our only right now. <laughs> like it or not, as I said earlier, they are our voice. So we must support them. At we this have point. to support we, them uh, at this point. This is our only chance. It, you know, it's just like we say here, the four of us, uh, you know, we get pissed off at each other occasionally, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't change anything. We still support each other. Right. Yep. It's kind of the same thing. And yeah, I wasn't happy and I'm, I still would like to see a more resolute, uh, you know, a public show from the AMA. Although I don't know that it, you know, I mean, like I said, 150,000 people in the grand scheme of things, when it comes to dealing with government bureaucracy, doesn't mean shit. Uh, that's laughable to these people. Right. 
They could care less that there's 150,000 pissed off people at them. Nope, not at all. What they care about is their projected 11 million UAS sales between now and 2020. Exactly. So now let's talk about what I think. Here's what I think we can do. And I don't know how helpful this could be, but it's obvious to any reasonable person that the FAA has found themselves contrary to the spirit and the intent of the law. And I really feel that if you're so inclined, another thing you can do is write some letters to your representatives. I don't know how helpful that's going to be, but if you live in a large area like here in Montana, there might be 12 of us, right? Because there's just not that many people. But if you live in a large area where there's a lot of people into this hobby, uh, you know, if, if we let those rep- they may not even know this is happening because frankly, I don't think they give a shit either. But if they feel that there's enough people uh, writing them letters, then they might look into it, right? Phone well, calls. And this is still now, I mean, it is a, an interim final rule and it's put into effect as of December 21st. However, they will continue to take, uh, take messages or notes or letters up to 30 days after December 21st. And I believe, I don't know how, but I believe they're obligated to review those in connection with the... Yeah, the rules procedure. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Which they didn't follow the first fiasco we had when the whole trappy shit went down, right? And the judge overturned their decision. Yep. So, you know, that's the good news, right? There are still things that we can do. And the simple matter of fact is they're not, like I said, they're not following the intent or the spirit of the law. And I think that if we can write letters, make phone calls. I mean, seriously, guys, this is a call to action. It really is. Uh, $5 doesn't sound like much, but trust me when I say that's just the beginning. Just like I asked you to trust me when I said two years ago that this is going to affect our hobby in some way, some major way. Well, here we are. Uh, we got, we got to, you know, we got to stop the whole backbiting between the plankers and the you know, the helicopter guys and the multi-rotor guys. We're all the same people at this point, guys. We always have been, but now more than ever. And another thing I'm not particularly fond of seeing on Facebook, and everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I'm certainly never going to suggest otherwise, but I'm seeing a lot of higher profile people totally bag on the multi-rotor guys. Okay. I get it. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a target. It's a, it's an explanation for the massive changes, right? It's, it, it makes sense. But those of us, those of us in the hobby in the heli hobby that, and there's a lot of us that are, you know, kind of piddling between the two multi-rotors and, and helicopters, you know, we're the responsible ones. Every one of our listeners is aware of how to maintain their hobby in a safe manner. Right. So when you're reaching out onto Facebook or wherever, and you're writing these negative posts, well, guess what? You're only talking to other people who are interested in what you're doing. And it does no good to be honest with you. I've seen a few of them. Well, and, and frankly, whether it's any group's fault or not, it doesn't matter anymore. It is what it is at this point, guys, that's water under the bridge. 
Yeah. Now we got to band together and see whether we can make something out of it. Yeah. I mean, plain and simple. It's just, it's unfortunate. And, um, uh, God, I just, I, I'm a, I'm at a loss for words. I mean, there's, uh, there's definitely still anger, right? I mean, it's easy, but we, we've got to kind of look past that now and figure out what we have to do to, to hopefully affect some change. I don't know what that is. Well, I, w- I would say we definitely want to, uh, we want to band together as a community. I think we got to get rid of the whole hateful crap between each of the different classes, drop it. Let's just get together and make this happen. I would pay a lot more attention guys to the AMA emails and the website. I know for a fact, me personally, I'm going to be checking the website every couple of days, see if there are any updates that weren't big enough in their mind to come through email. Um, I am going to work on a letter that I can send in. uh, And then uh, in addition to that, uh, I think we've got to hold off until February 19th. Because I think part of it is going to be how many people do the FAAC registry. If everyone in AMA goes and registers in the next couple of weeks, they've got win. us. What is, what is their incentive yeah. to consider anything other than that, right? Yeah. Yeah, don't give in. And don't, even though it's, and, and this whole 30-day free thing, that's, that's a ploy. Yes. That's exactly what that is. That's just to get the momentum going. And it's, I know it's only five bucks after that, but my God, you guys, it's the principle here. We give them five bucks now. Guess what? Pretty soon, you know, and they're talking about some pretty unrealistic. Now, uh, a lot of you may not be following the commercial side of things, but they are talking about some, there's, I'm more concerned now than I ever have been because initially they had some, what I considered to be, pretty reasonable uh, proposed rules for the commercial side. But now <laughs> I'm starting to wonder if that's just smoke, uh, you know, cause you explained to me why is it necessary for a guy to do some AP to have an actual pilot's license? What the hell good is it for a guy to have 40 hours in a cockpit to sit down and do some line of sight filming? It's just ludicrous, but I feel well, it's going to be part of it. They're, they're, they are, again, they're trying to make money and they're selling it under the guise that they're making the skies safer. I hear, here's another point that Ken brought up to me yesterday when I was talking to him. How many drone strikes have there been on full scales? I don't know. Zero. Uh, I, that's the answer. Is it There's true? Been, Is that it, true? That's absolutely true. There's been a couple hoaxes, but there have been zero, zero strikes. Now, here's another little thought. They talk about the alarming increase in sightings. Let me, let me just, this, obviously this is different, but I recently, a couple weeks ago, bought a Hyundai. Yeah. I never saw Hyundais. Ever. I see them all the goddamn time now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. When you plant that into a pilot's mind, he's going to see what could be anything. It could be a piece of debris floating in the sky, a, a, a trash bag. It could be a bird. But guess what it's going to be? 
because the FAA has asked him to keep an eye out for. It's going to be a drone. It's going to be reported as a drone site. So have they seen them? Yes, I believe they have. But is it happening to the extent? Did you see that? It's been a month or so ago. I saw a, uh, uh, obviously a joke, but it was a uh, drone sighting um, guide for pilots. Yep. And there was a picture of a drone and underneath it said drone. And there's a picture of a bird and underneath it said drone. There's a picture of whatever, a tree. <laughs> and underneath it said drone. <laughs> it's seriously that. I think that's I shouldn't paranoid. laugh, but I, I, I agree. I think you do get that, um, that, that bias in thinking. Sure. It happens all the time. Your car example is a perfect one. Yeah. Because you never, you don't think about it until you're, for whatever reason, inclined to think about it. And if they're constantly pushing it down your throat, well, guess what? You're going to err on the side of caution. I saw something. I'm going to call it a drone because it maybe wasn't, but it could have been. So yeah, it was a drone. I don't know, guys. It's, um, it's time to do something and, 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 I kind of feel like I'm beating a drum from two years ago again. Well, let, let's, let's try to look forward for, for the next few minutes here, Dan, what, how would you change it? Okay. I I think everyone feels like some form of registration makes sense on the commercial side. Absolutely. Do we think it makes sense on the hobby side beyond AMA? Uh, Okay. So if you remember one of the things that I did say a couple of years ago was I kind of feel like the, like the AMA was in on this, but in that, and my example was what they're going to try to do is make it so to be uh, in the hobby, the government's going to say, okay, well, if you want to fly this, you're going to have to belong to some organization, a nationwide community-based right. Uh, hence the AMA. It's like a perfect opportunity for the AMA to drastically increase their membership. At the time, I'm thinking this is bullshit, right? That that should not happen. But considering where we are now, I would rather see that. Uh, no, you know, yeah, it's going to cost more because now you got to pay the membership for the AMA, right? Right. But. Now we don't have the government in our back pockets. Uh, you know, we don't have our kids being forced to be registered into a database if they want to enjoy the hobby. Let's face it. This, this put a javelin right through the heart of the hobby. Oh, dude. Absolutely. How many people now are not going to be willing to go through the registration process uh, and as a result will prevent them from buying stuff because they are generally law-abiding citizens. Exactly. And so if you have to belong to something, I think most people would be more inclined to belong to a private organization that isn't going to share your information with the world, uh, which would be the AMA. Now, I still think that that's a shitty uh, alternative, but it's better than the government alternative. I agree. I agree completely. Um, AMA is by far the lesser of of Absolutely. two evils. Right. You know, you, you pay your 50 bucks a year or 55 bucks a year or whatever. I think Go it's do gone your up thing. now to 70, whatever, but you know, and that's it. it. You know, there are benefits as much as people, again, there are benefits to belonging to the AMA. You have insurance. 
that's good, right? That's that's a good thing. I mean, you you have to pay for a magazine that sucks, right? But whatever, it is what it is. Um, I don't know, man. I think that t- to me is sounding like a more appealing alternative. I think ideally, considering how many years uh, the AMA has been in existence and how many years its members have been safely following its suggested guidelines, uh, suggested guidelines, right? I think it's a proven track record of sa- of success and safety that doesn't need to be tampered with. I agree. 80 this, years. This is not going to affect safety, and, and everybody needs to be clear on that. This has nothing, and it never has had anything to do with safety. It's all about the government trying to figure out how to monetize it. That's all it is. It's a money grab and a power grab. And it's unfortunate because now the DOT is involved in it as well. I, I just, I mean, it's one thing to force people to register. Okay. But in order to make that worth anything more than a money grab, there has to be enforcement. And I, I can't believe that that enforcement is going to keep them in the positive from a cash flow standpoint. Because now we have to, I mean, think of all the training that's going to have to be done. Well, how do you deal with, you know, multi-rotor or, uh, sorry, UAS task forces. Now we've got to educate a whole new generation of police officers and law enforcement in general as to how to deal with this kind of stuff. Um, I bet you initially there are going to be a lot of violations, right? And the way they enforce on those violations will evolve. But don't kid yourself. Every single time someone gets processed as having violated the rule, that is costing government money. Yeah. Which you guys are supplying with your tax dollars. It's just the... The inmates are running the asylum, dude. It's all there is to it. Yep. It just doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, we're going on and on. I, you know, I don't know what, at this point, I would be, as much as I hate to admit it, I would be happy with any less intrusive alternative, even if it is mandatory AMA stuff. I I mean, as much as I hate to concede to that, we're going to have to concede to something. Because, you know, once something like this has started, it's damn near impossible to repeal it. Yep. Cause you just, you're never going to get the government to give up money, a revenue stream. It's just not going to happen. So we got to hope for the best and hope that it doesn't affect. I mean, any hope that it doesn't crater any aspect of the hobby. That's what a lot of people are saying right now is they're very nervous for the business side of this. Yeah sucks i agree well i agree completely one thing here's what i'd like to see uh i'd like to see some listener input on this now not necessarily i mean i'm not interested in your the ranting because we're seeing it everywhere but let's see if we can come up with some proactive solutions i mean some things that we can do go ahead and email those to us and we can talk about those in future episodes maybe we could have a group of people 
compose a letter that we could post on our website that can then just be PDF'd and printed and signed and sent to a legislator, you know, something to that effect. Well, I don't know, whatever we can do to help, I guess is what I'm saying. And we need to be proactive. We've all been pissed, still a little pissed, still a little butthurt over the whole thing. But I think uh, we kind of need to get past that, start being a little more proactive and let's stop the negative shit on Facebook. I mean, even your interactions with the, if you go to comment on the FAA's stuff, you know, when they're asking for comment, you know, you know, keep the language civil. You that's have the shit. to be professional. Yeah. Because if You're. you don't, they, they're going to, the first cuss word, guess what? They're, they're going to go right to the next one. They're not interested in that. It's not going to help. So present your case logically, civilly, and just put your best foot forward. Yeah, dude, I, I'd actually kind of like to hear from Ken on this. And I mean, not necessarily on the show, but it sounds like he's got some good thoughts and he's been putting some research into it. Maybe, hey, Ken, you could uh, get on Heli Freak in our listeners corner and toss up some of your ideas, tell Dan and I where we're off base or, you know, if we're missing something and certainly with the rest of the listeners as well. I think at this point, if you haven't already educated yourself, then we all have to educate ourselves together as a community so we know how to deal with this. Yeah, because it's not going to go away and being pissy is not going to help it go away. Yep. Now so, we got to suck it up and make it work. Yeah. So be pissed off at the AMA, but get over it. I'm getting over it and understand that they are there to help us, even though we can be pissed at them, but you know, we, we got to support them. So get over it. If you are still, I'm still a little butthurt as you might be able to tell. I'll get over it though. Just, I tend to hold on things, things longer than most people. <laughs> All right. I think that's enough of that topic. Yeah, right? man. I, uh, I think we're gonna, you know, we, we gave a teaser, but we're kind of running a little long as we kind of expected that we yep. were going to. Uh, we were going to finish up Justin's speed talk. Um, we were going to try to fit it in this week, but I don't think, Justin, what do you think? I don't think we have enough time. I don't think it makes sense. And I, I mean, I think, you know, look, the FAA thing happened this week. It's only natural that we talk right. about the news when it comes up. So Absolutely. I'm sure the listeners won't mind that uh, we push the speed part two out. Uh, Nick isn't here, so we don't really have a web page update. Justin, have you heard any news on the web page? I haven't. It's all been going through Nick. Yeah, I get little bits and pieces and texts saying, oh, I saw something that looks cool. <laughs> and the last time I did check out the draft version, it it's pretty looking, badass, yeah, man. He's doing a great job. The little details I think people are just going to get a kick out of. Man, Absolutely. He's, he's really just putting a lot of time into that. Thanks again. And I'm going to give him another plug because Damity deserves it. DudeManLarry.com, Superiority.com. You got to check him out if you're looking for any web stuff. Uh, you know, he's just been so helpful to us over the years. And the guy really, really knows what he's doing. So if you're looking for something, I know it's not a heli thing, but uh, if you're looking for something in your web stuff, give him a call. Uh, let's see. I'm pretty sure the guys will be back next week. Uh, Nick is all nerding out over Star Wars this weekend. So, are yep. you going to go catch that 
to you gonna wait till the crowds die uh, down on that, or what do you think? We'll see. We'll see. Wait for DVD. Yeah, well, not because I want to, but because that's the more practical thing to do with a three-year-old. Yeah, I suppose, right? So there's only so much I can do You could dress him up as an Ewok. Oh, yes. That that would actually be pretty badass. That would be. And then your wife could go as Princess Leia and you could go as Han Solo. There you go. Or Luke Skywalker. There you go. Uh, No, that's sort of incestual. Uh, There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Oh, did I say that out loud? Oh, I am from Montana. You got to keep that. In mind. I know. Well, that's sheep, not sisters. <laughs> All righty, guys. Let's see. Uh, Facebook. We appreciate your support there. Go check us out. Lots of likes. We're creeping up on 5,000, I think, as I remember last I saw. It's yeah. 47, I think something yeah. like that. Great way to kind of keep up with what's going on. Uh, we should do some emails. Justin, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? You could get me at Justin at rchelination.com or Justin Pucci on Facebook and the forums. If you wanted to send Nick an email, you could do that. Nick, do that at Nick at rchelionation.com. He's also constantly on Facebook. Can't miss him. Uh, Jesse, you could reach him at Jesse at rchelionation.com. He's also on Facebook, I believe, under Jesse as well. I think he's pretty easy to find. Yep. If you have a store question, a citizen question or you just want to give the guy a huge thanks for all he does for us, Ken at rchelionation.com. Uh, he, he's the guy to talk to if you're looking for that kind of stuff. Or pick his brain about FAA. Or pick his brain about, he might become our new FAA correspondent. Yes. That'd be kind of fun to do for him. He, he's really on top of that stuff. All righty. So, yeah, no update. Uh, I, just, I just talked about it. No sense. <laughs> 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 uh. I do believe we have uh, some shirts and stuff in stock and hats. Again, Ken would be the guy to know exactly what we have there. Yeah, we do still have some inventory. We're looking right now to see uh, if we can do an apparel order. Not not right now, but, you know, maybe when we come into the new year here, we still got to get the website finished up and a couple of other things here and there. But uh, if you do end up getting in contact with Ken and he does not have a size that you want, then make sure you let him know, hey, you know, put my name down as someone who wants this size. That way we can get a feel for on the next order where we should be uh, where we should be buying. Absolutely. Well, I think that about wraps this one up. It uh, does. Big, uh, big topic this week. Love to hear some feedback where we were wrong, where we missed the point and uh, why you think if you do think that a five dollar registration fee is not a big deal. Would love to hear your thoughts on that, if that's how you're thinking. Um, all righty, guys. This is uh, episode... Uh, totally screwed that one up. Wow. It's okay. It's I'm okay. Too, Give I'm it too riled up try. over the FAA stuff here. Yep. <laughs> okay. Do it in Australian. Uh, no, I'm not going to not gonna do that. <laughs> not going to do it. Over here, I can do it in British if you want. Okay, do it, do it, do it. not going to do that either. The only oh, thing I know how to do is the cheerio. Gavna. Oh, 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 oh. All right, guys, this has been episode 213. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week, and we will see you next Monday. Uru. Is that some more Australian slang? Yeah. See you later. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC, and is brought to you by Soko Heli Tools. Progressive RC, 
Rev Electrics USA, Lower Heli, BK Servos, Spartan Flybarless Systems, and Superiosity. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email.